Hello and welcome. I'm Alexander. I'm Simon. And I'm Tony. We are Native in Tech, covering the latest from the IT industry with a specific focus on Microsoft and how to get actual value from technology. This is episode 139, recorded on March the 292nd, or December the 17th <laughs> on 2020, depending on how you view things. You will be able to find this and our previous episodes on nativeintech.com, iTunes, Spotify, and on most podcasting platforms. We have been off the air for quite some time. Otherwise but engaged. Otherwise engaged is a very nice way of saying, yeah, we were busy. Um, we've, we've been doing, uh, <laughs> we've been busy. Let's just leave it at that. So life has hit us all. Uh, lots of stuff is happening, uh, lots of ideas. And um, well, we decided to, um, to do a um, end of year special, or shall we say a Christmas special? I, holiday I think, special. A holiday special. Holiday special. Ooh, very nice. Very well played. Where where should we take this? I think we we all can agree, as most of our listeners, I would assume, that this year have been not the year we anticipated one year ago. Far from it. Yeah. Far from it indeed. But but let's start on, on a happy note. What what's been your best new things during twenty twenty? Um, so the best news item of 2020 for me is probably going to be the vaccine, <laughs> but on a, a technical note, uh, we've had an explosion of stuff on my side of the fence. I mean, we've got, um, Power BI premium per user. The probably is going to be the, the answer to, I can't afford $5,000 a month. And at the same time, we also got um, premium generation two, which kind of takes all the issues inherent with premium um, previously and, and tosses it out the window. But that's not all. We also got Azure Synapse Analytics in um, generally available form, which is absolutely huge. And of course, just the other day, we got the direct query on datasets, so composite models that runs on other datasets. It, to quote Alberto Ferrari, this is the big thing. This is the holy grail of enterprise reporting. Now, everybody talks about it, but now Microsoft has done it. It's in preview. It is riddled with uh, limitations, but holy crap, this will be a thing. And, and and since Twitter kind of exploded when it was released, could you explain what it is for us who don't know if we should care or not? Well, you might not necessarily need to care specifically. So, <laughs> so what it is, you have um, in Power BI, you either import all the data into the Power BI service mm -hmm. or you have a direct connection to some data source. Mm-hmm. Previously, we got the composite model. That means that we can combine a direct query um, data source and a cached data source. But what we could not do was attach ourselves to another Power BI dataset and at the same time add other uh, data sources, add visuals. Uh, um, well, we can do visualizations, but we could not change the model in any way. 
So it was essentially uh, limited to only what was in that model. But what you can do now is have um, IT, for instance, create a data set with sales figures. And then you can add your own Excel sheet or whatever you want to have with, for instance, the budget. And you can combine them without actually touching the original data set. So this is, as, as Alberto uh, put it, the holy grail of enterprise reporting, because now you can do self-service BI. But I do like the way that you express it with, wait, there's more. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But so to me, this sounds very interesting from a security point of view, if you apply this to a CM. So if you have various different log sources, which can have different formats, I would assume, mm -hmm. and you could just pile them into one big bucket of, into a big bucket and then say, do something with it. Yeah, sure. But that that's, you've, you've been able to do that um, since time immemorial. That, that's exactly what Power BI is. So what is the difference? The difference is that if I, if you create a, a data set and you share mm -hmm. that data set, I, a couple of days ago, I could connect to that data set, but I could not add to it. I could not bring my own data into that data set and combine them. Ah. So I was so essentially limited to what you gave me. But as of now, I can bring my own data into this. And that's, ah, self-service BI is the word that my brain was unable to find. This is the holy grail of self-service BI, because now you can do exactly that. Hmm. Does it make any sense? So I actually have a question once we, everyone have said their best news items. So remind me of that one. And, and Tony... I think me and Alexander have added a lot of things and uh, you have added one thing, Windows 2009. Yeah, because I thought the question, initially it, it felt kind of difficult because I, I don't really remember any, or almost any good news really for 2020 from my side of the fence. So I was leaning maybe towards, you know, the win latest Windows, uh, refresh uh, Windows 2009. But then again, as much of uh, issues that I had with it, which I spoke to Alex about uh, prior to us recording, uh, I'm not really sure I would like to place that on the map even, uh, because I'm pretty sure there's some, some of that is related to the actual release of the OS and not, not just me fooling around. So... Uh, be very, do some testing before just rolling it out, expecting Microsoft to be perfect every time. Mm. And and we're talking about Windows, the client operating system or server. Specifically in this case, yes. The Windows 10 client. Yeah, so 20H2. Yeah. Or... Ah, yeah, yeah. Naming differences still, yeah. Yeah, or... So... what what it, Whatever it's called this week. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. And, and we'll get back to Windows, but I would like to emphasize one of the biggest ones that come to my mind were the added security benefits and capabilities of Microsoft 365 Business Premium. So the small business SKU of M365, where you now run a full EMS E3, basically. Um, and I think that is really enabling so many smaller organizations to be 
at the level of security that many big organizations have tried to be at for, for many years. So that's something I really like. Uh, we have EDR functionality for Linux. So we can now protect and respond on all operating systems that Microsoft Defender can protect. And of course, all the WVD enhancements, especially now, just over these two days, we have had uh, MSIX app attach. We have had the privacy filter thingy for WVD sessions, as well as new RBAC roles in, uh, implemented. Uh, as much as I know that you like your abbreviations, what is actually EBR, was it called for Linux? Yeah, great question. So EDR stands for Endpoint Detection and Response. So that is basically the real-time monitoring from a threat point of view that our SOC uses and which is the core of Microsoft Defender for endpoints. So the real-time monitoring of processes and everything that goes on, we're able to detect a malicious attempt of anything and respond to it in some way. But with that, and I think we can also say that teams have had some significant improvements, especially I saw somewhere, and I think I spoke about it at one point, that they, over the first month after the lockdown started in the UK, they added a million CPU cores for teams alone in the data centers. Yeah, I think I remember us uh, joking about that, you know, having to make that call to Intel. Hey, Intel, we need a million cores this week. Can you provide, please? Yeah. So we have Teams. We have WVD. But what I really would like your input on is why have we seen such a significant improvement on the data side? Because that is, as far as I can see it, not related to working from home in the same way as the other ones. No, that's an interesting... I can't come up with any any obvious idea. I know that all these things were in the pipe. Yeah. And they they have been in the pipe for quite some time. Um, in, in many ways, the things that I've talked about, both uh, Premium Per User, their career on, on datasets and Synapse Analytics, they have been in the oven for well, years. Um, but why they, they all came out now, I don't know. It would be interesting to hear from one of the PMs or, or a few of them if there was uh, something being done due to the, the pandemic or, or not. I, I don't know. Hmm? Should we segue to, uh, to the next question then? Yeah. What topics have been important to you and why? So let's, let's go for Simon. Yeah, and I, I think we, we had two very different approaches. Um, I focused on especially technology, whilst you focused on other things, which, which makes total sense. But to me, it's been a lot about the people and technology, especially in, in the situation we are now, that how can we combine the needs of humans with the opportunities of technology in a as good way as possible and especially when it comes to security in my case that's one thing the other thing is is fud so fear uncertainty and doubt i, I learned that by a netapp representative at one point very many years ago and i think that is really 
something we have seen with productivity score as an example we have seen with the um, sometimes resistance of using cloud technologies uh, i have i've had some quite interesting interactions over the last couple of days and i think that in 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 practice we need to come back to where we were a couple of years ago when we actually were open to be crit, crit, to criticize sources of news and really making up our own mind on how a, how a technology is going to be used or how it can be used. So that is one, th- like the two main things from a work point of view. The, the third one that I would like to mention is mentoring. Uh, I have currently three, uh, a fourth uh, mentee coming in. And um, that has been probably one of the things that have helped me through this year to see how those people have grown in an absolutely astonishing way over the months that uh, we have worked together. So that to me has uh, been a very important topic and probably will be for many, many years. Remind me that I have a question about the whole mentoring thing when we've done, because that, that's a good one. So, so Tony, what's your, your, what topics have been important to you? Well, I suppose it will be pretty much the same for all of us. It's uh, the challenges of, uh, you know, uh, just changing your work style from one day to another, another meaning, you know, the working from home or working from anywhere. That is a way that I have put that as well uh, during the year. Uh, so, I mean, as it's remote work, doesn't really matter where you are in that in that case. So just trying to keep your mental stability at bay, uh, trying to uh, show discipline for working hours and things like this. I mean, I- I've heard the horror stories from, you know, some other uh, companies or places or people that just, you know, they don't even care to put their clothes on in the morning when they log into the to their job, essentially, because no one can tell the difference, right? So... For for me, that's just a very simple uh, thing, you know. I, I I can't take myself seriously working in my underwear. It's just not who I am. So I need to, you know, still take my morning shower. I will make my cup of coffee, and I will then sit down at the computer and begin to do actual serious work. So I mean, it it things like that that I I feel strongly about during the year with the lockdowns and everything. So um, I I try to, you know. Uh, keep my mind at bay, try to um, stay within the borders of still being a professional, even though uh, nobody actually needs to know, know about it, really, because I'm still just a face on a screen and a voice and, you know, email contact or whatever. True, and I, I, I agree completely. And I've, I've written so the, the mental health aspect, and that's exactly what we were talking about. And for me... I figured out a few things that I didn't know were that important to me. For instance, people around me. Um, So I'm going to come back to that because I was hit with a serious lack of creativity. Uh, I basically didn't want to do anything because it didn't matter. I didn't care. And I'm still struggling extremely much with that. And I've I've put out feelers and this is a very, very common scenario in the, the community, which basically sucks, but it is what it is. So the, the whole remote work that was difficult. Um, 
for instance, are you are you using your work laptop or are you using your your own machine for doing job doing work? In my case, I'm doing my own machine because I, it is way more powerful and I have a lot more tools on it. But that's an interesting aside. But what has been important is the whole everything that's come out on, on the data side. I've, I've tried to latch on to that and basically, as as you said, Tony keeping up appearances, going to work, making things the way we've always done. It, it's difficult, but it is a way to stay on target, if you will. And it's it's tricky as heck. And that brings me back to um, what I was going to ask about mentees and, and mentoring. I've done um, a few mentoring things this year as well. I think three. And they, they are absolutely phenomenal people. And it drives home the point that there are two kinds, or there are probably more, but two main kinds of people that is active during the pandemic. It's the people that basically woke up and go, holy crap, this is such an opportunity, and started to do blogs, videos, God knows what, and they are fantastic. And then we have the other side of the coin where, where I'm at, where I just go, well, I can't travel. I can't do everything that I love. I can't do anything. I'll just go down and die in the corner. And that is extremely difficult for me to handle, just changing basically my, my mindset. So Simon, what's your view on, on mentoring people? Because they, they are generally not people who've been in, uh, in the community for for a long time. They're, they're just coming into the community. So they're they are full of, of power, they're full of, of opportunity, they're full of, of drive. And then we are just old people, and I'm counting you there as well, go, yeah, no. I think you're on point, and I think that all of my mentees say the same thing. Why are you doing this? How can I repay you? And I answer them very honestly that you're already doing that. You give me purpose you are having the time of your life career-wise or even like confident wise and yeah you're you're keeping us sane exactly and and i think that's the important aspect and why i really have had the have used that to stay focused and and to stay in business basically uh, that I can see that even if my plans didn't work out at all as I had planned, and I'm absolutely 100% stressed out by that, I can still offer someone else an opportunity to be their best. Um, because that's important to me as well. It's it's not I that do anything. I'm just helping them realize what they can do. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's not in any way a laughing matter, but I think there is a sci-fi movie in there somewhere. <laughs> I'm sure there is. <laughs> and and one important aspect to to um, acknowledge here is kind of the elephant in the room. So you're doing mentoring, not necessarily only because you're such a good person, but because this is what keeps you afloat. And that is not a bad thing. No, it, it's something. It's something I've found to be rather good at. Like it's it's who I am, and I've had discussions on that. Why are you doing this? And to me, it's 
yeah, this is my way of, of giving back. This is me realizing my strengths as well, that maybe I'm way better. And, and that's something we have spoken about. I think sometimes I'm a much better coach when it comes to speaking in public than I actually am good at speaking in public. Maybe this is the same thing. No, I, 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 I agree totally. And that can be applied to a lot of things. But what have you learned from this disaster of a year when it comes to working from home? Uh, both of you have said discipline, but but Tony, what's what's your view on what what you've learned from this year of working from home? Well, I suppose I'm one of the lucky ones since I actually began this new employment in 1st of January this year. So I had already prepared my home office. You know, I rebuilt a room just for the home office scenario. So I made it clear that, okay, when I'm in this room, I'm at work. And when I'm outside of this room, then I'm not. Remind me, that's your your, uh, bedroom, is it? Yep, that's the one. So when you're sleeping, you're at work? Sure. It's it's great overtime. Yeah, yeah, makes sense, (laughs) makes sense. Uh, yeah, but you get catch my drift. It's the you know the corner of the room. It's uh, like a dedicated workspace. So Tony, so that that makes a big difference. Tony, yes, sit in the corner. Yes, go sit in the corner. Um, you don't put baby in the corner. <laughs> you put the fin in the corner. <laughs> sure, go like they hunkor yeah. So so that that's been from a very good advantage from the start, I suppose, uh, just getting used to that mentality and making the clear line of where is work and where is not. So I, I've, I've touched upon that before as well. And the disciplinary thing um, is, like I mentioned before, you know, just make sure that you honor uh, your employer, uh, despite the possibilities that this might give someone with a wild fantasy, you know. So you, you could be running after kids or going out with pets or whatever, uh, but it's still it's still working hours, so you you have to respect that. True. And Simon, you you also have written in discipline, but also planning. Yeah, and I've written it there because that's what I would have liked to learn. I was just about to comment on your forte, but do go on. (laughs) Yeah, because I, I have definitely understood that I'm not built to work in this way. I'm like I've I've said it a couple of times, and my wife will agree on that. I'm less mentally at home now than what I were when I were flying around the world 150 days of the year. I, if I look at it, I think I've spent less time with my family, real quality time over this year than the previous years where I've been traveling all the time. Um, so I think that. I have tried to do discipline, I've tried to do planning, but honestly, I I fall back to the same challenges that I've always had, and they are just amplified by not having anything to stop me. Where the travels actually, to some extent, have been that stopping point that, okay, I can't work this much this week because I'm flying three days of this week. So I think that the discipline, the planning, when it worked from time to time, it was definitely the way to do it. And I can understand people that love to be able to do that. But to me, it's it's just been very, very troublesome and only pointing out where I fail, <laughs> honestly. Uh, but on the other hand, I've understood the value of great hardware 
having a good headset and camera. Yay. Well, the, the hardware stuff is, is definitely important. And we've both spent way too much money <laughs> on, on tech this year. Um, For sure. Because we, we wanted more toys. But so uh, maybe kind of I'm, I'm poking at a, a, a scab here, but do you feel that you have gotten to, to a position where you are getting better at planning or is it just buttoning down until this whole damn year goes away and, and everything gets back to normal? I don't think I will be that much better than, at planning. I think I will be better at disconnecting. So forcefully removing myself from my office leaving phones behind and doing the best I can with that. And then in the end, I, I'll just have to work it through. But like, I don't think I will ever like this way of working. I miss having an office. I miss traveling. And uh, honestly, like being very upfront, I'm not as good at interacting virtually as I am in the same room and that's where I see that I've somewhat lost my edge I totally agree but I I, I must point out the irony of of this remind me again you are the modern workplace guy <laughs> <laughs> but but I'm also the person who would like for my daughter not to be given a computer when she starts school yeah i totally agree and that's that's my thing that i've learned from this year from working from, from home human interaction is is an absolute must uh people don't get it when i say that i am i'm i'm an introvert i i don't recharge among people i recharge on my own but I must have people. I must be able to have the choice to go to see people, to interact with people. And most things can be done online, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it works anywhere near as well. Take conferences, for instance. I've done 19 of them. Uh, 19 conferences this year uh, out of, uh, let's see, 16 of them have been online. And they have been everything from, from 40 people to hundreds of people. And I can do it, and I can do it pretty well, but it doesn't mean that I like it. And given the choice, I'd go anywhere, anytime. Just get me out of this damn room. So yeah, pe people are extremely important, and that's what I've learned from my, my year working from home. I hope so deep that the human interaction will be valued higher as we move into 2021 and, and beyond. So, so to give us a good quote, I think that the first thing I thought about when you said what you just said were that look at introverts, which I kind of would see myself being. I'm an extrovert introvert. If you keep charging and charging and charging a battery, yes, it will degrade over time. You need at some point decharge it or use it, or remove everything that's in it so that you can charge again. And to 
As you can with Windows machines, as you can with electric cars, you can stop at 80%. And that's probably where the battery will last the longest. And for myself and I believe for, for Alex and many of other of us, we have been at 100% charged all the time this year and never been able to fully decharge. And again, still not a laughing matter, but I think there might be a sci-fi movie number two in there as well. <laughs> That's also a good I, point. And honestly, I don't even get what you're saying, so could we please move on? But you guys are talking like in metaphors and philosophical terms and stuff, so... Luke, I am your father. <laughs> so, speaking of that, what do you anticipate for next year? What are you looking forward to simon do you have anything to look forward to let's start with this i were on a panel discussion a couple of weeks ago together with among others the head of end user computing for vmware spencer pitts and he said it said what i've been thinking of for a very long time that we in this from a technology point of view we have had the three r's during the pandemic Rage? Rave? <laughs> no? <laughs> That's actually a very good uh, rave song, but uh, no, it's uh, React, Recover, Rethink. Uh-huh. We are now in, first of all, we all reacted. We did everything we possibly could. We, we were basically using our reptile brain just to sort things out. Yep. And that meant that many of the things we sorted out were horribly badly implemented and very unsecure yep so then when all of that was over we started to recover that okay let's look at we have what we have done and fix it as good as we can we need to come back to a normal pace and that's where i would say most organizations are today but a few organizations have gone into the third r which is rethink so okay this is the new world world we are supposed to live in and work in. How can we do things differently now when we have the opportunity to do things in a completely different way? So I hope that we will get a lot of recovery, but especially a lot of rethinking over the coming year. And following up on the sunburst hack, or it's even it's not fair to call it a hack, it's it's probably the biggest security incident we have seen in the world so far. I think security in depth will be such a central part of my discussions next year. Right. And the so the, the two first R's, most people can can do those. Everybody can react. I mean yeah. run in circles, scream and shout. And a lot of people can what was the other one recover recover yeah most people can can recover kind of waking up uh, on on new year's day with a massive headache and starting to think about what the heck did we just do but the rethink part i can just look at myself in the mirror i cannot conceptualize that the state of 2020 would be the new normal. I cannot internalize that idea. I cannot in any way, shape, or form accept that working from home, social distancing, all that, no flying, no nothing, that would be the new normal. I, I, I can't deal with that. So the whole rethink part is 
very, very big and it's extremely difficult. What does Tony anticipate from next year? Well, I put it in the nose pretty briefly. Uh, I'm just hoping for all this to end uh, or at least, you know, point in the right direction. However, with the way things are going, especially here in Sweden, uh, I'm I'm really not that optimistic. Uh, so I, I'm st I'm still hoping, you know, just try trying to keep my thumbs up. But yeah, it's it it's feeling pretty dark and heavy actually. Says the uh, the yeah, exactly uh, heavy metal guy. Okay, right. So you're you're basically happy as a clam. Is that the yeah. the case? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you you can look at it how you wish dark heavy and a lot of screaming yeah a lot, a lot of screaming and banging on the walls <laughs> that that sounds like my normal monday morning but yeah <laughs> well well speaking of monday mornings so <laughs> the the commute that that is one thing that i i don't miss commuting we're all fairly um well off in that regard we don't need to commute for a long time but most of the commuting i i don't miss not wait, all wait, it, wait, wait, most wait. of it wait wait i don't have to commute for a long time when i work in stockholm moving on <laughs> and 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 on that point that's one of the things i do miss yeah because that went was where i were able to relax getting on the train getting my breakfast served you're one of the weird people that actually like trains. I keep forgetting that. I like getting breakfast. He's like Sheldon Cooper. <laughs> uh, however, okay, so you, you mentioned the word commuting. Are you actually referring to traveling? Because commuting, I draw more equals to, you know, like local commuting, like a local bus or something. But you're actually talking about trains and flights. No, no, um, I... I'm I'm talking about what you're you're talking about. So going on a bus, going on or, or driving to work, to okay, to a physical sure. work location. Okay, but that's sure. what I do as well. It's just that my commute is two hours long. It's it's not traveling. It's commuting. I go to my office, I work, and I go back home. Yeah, you're strange. I know, but uh, traveling, I still dream about sitting in an airplane seat. There is that. I'm I'm actually looking forward to and I'm 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 afraid I'm gonna be crying when I step off the plane in, in Skiphol. Yeah, you're looking forward to sitting on an airplane until you do. <laughs> That's also a very good point. You you don't know what you have until you, you don't anymore. True. So I'm 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 anticipating um well I, I I must think that everything is going to get better the vaccinations are going to be starting this side of the new years um for most of the western world the uh, the the um third world is unfortunately not going to get any vaccinations for a long long time as it seems but uh we're going to be getting them and we're probably looking at i don't know just after summer and that will hopefully make things almost close to normal and that's what i'm clinging to um, that's what I've decided is going to be the case. <laughs> you have decided that? Yes. Good. I like when people make decisions. Exactly. So, if we had not been through this pandemic, disaster, crap fest of a year, what would have been different? Can you think of anything, Simon? 
<laughs> no, like things would have been as they always have been anyways. No, but like, I, I think you put it very well. I don't think we, it would have been a completely different world or it would be have been the world we were used to. Same pace, same things happening. I think we would have enjoyed it. I, I would have for sure. Like I've had so many things planned, so many things I really have longed to do. And now everything is just pushed forward. So, but keeping to technology, I think that the biggest thing we have missed during this year have been the uh, development of Windows, Windows Server and devices, because that has been unimportant for for most people uh, during the year. So I think we would have seen a lot bigger push on Windows, new versions of Windows, new hardware, new things for Windows Server, more about the local data centers, everything like that. And now we have instead pushed cloud, collaboration, security, sauce applications, everything that we have seen, and it's just accelerated there and left all the old things behind, which I think we will miss moving on. Like we, I would really have liked to see the Windows X or whatever the, the name for the cloud windows were. The um, thing they were making for the Surface Neo and such. So um, I think that's what we have been missing out on. But that's not been scrapped. It's just been pushed to the future, correct? Yeah. Trying to figure out a funny way of putting that into perspective. But yeah. So ho hopefully we're going to be getting that going forward. Yeah. All right. That's a good point. And Tony, anything you can think of? Uh, absolutely. So like I've stated multiple times before, I switched employers on January 1st. And we had... Um, uh, planned on and hoped on to you know get me to know uh, lots of new colleagues uh, a few one of those around the world so uh, we had planned on you know me having to travel to different uh, places around the globe just to you know say say hi to different kinds of colleagues which we will be working closely with so all that went away for to begin with and then of course we have the usual yearly uh, microsoft ignite which i already got like pre-approved for so that didn't work out as well uh, so that was another blows blow to the face pretty much uh, so i was just you know pretty much hoping to travel at least to some extent i i mean i don't really enjoy the travel itself but i do enjoy you know visiting other places and meeting other people of course so i i i got like some leak some you know so i got prepared uh, for a lot of travel during the year uh, from the beginning as soon as I changed my employer and none of that worked out, worked out so yeah I should have thought about you know sitting at home and traveling to my brothers at 500 meters away from here so that that has been enough travel for me this year the uh, number of frequent flyer miles they, they are no longer called frequent flyer miles they're called frequent flyer meters <laughs> yeah pretty much the amount of footsteps I gather yes and then you, you can exchange those for uh, absolutely nothing at all. <laughs> a banana. A banana, yes. So, and, and I've, I've, I agree, everything would have been different. And, and literally everything. Uh, travel, 
easier collaboration. And holy cow, I miss a darn whiteboard. Just give me something to draw on while I'm talking to people in the same room. That is, is definitely, that's a huge difference. All right. We, well, it's starting to be time to wrap up, but mm -hmm. we are knee deep in tech and we're, and we're, we've been away. We have, but we also have stuff, tech stuff up to our navels, basically. What would you say is the best gadget of 2020? Tony. Uh, well, I don't know about the best gadget since I pretty much only got, you know, the new motherboard and CPU stuff for the server, which I can't really nominate here. Uh, but then again, uh, some sort of, let's say, newer stuff that I have actually got is another tablet for the first time since my Google Nexus 7 from pretty much like eight years ago or something. So I actually bought a new tablet from Huawei. Uh, it's called a Mate 5 or something or other. I don't even care. It's a 10-inch screen that I wall-mounted uh, right beside my main monitor at the office. And now I can use it as an extra monitor for work, put up like stuff on there that doesn't really impact my main screen, or I can just twist it around and it will be facing my bed, meaning that I can actually just, you know, look at some YouTube clips, uh, listen to some podcast or... Uh, whatever when going to sleep so yeah i think it was a dual purpose screen uh, that i got for cheap so that's pretty much my nomination for this year that works and simon yeah so for the next episode that will be called simon's special episode for things he have bought and without thinking before he bought them uh, i think we can fill like half an hour with that no but i think we're gonna have a series on it but yeah <laughs> so one thing it would be my um ATEM Mini Pro ISO uh, hardware video switcher, which I really hope to be using much, much more moving forward. I had big plans for it. I've had some challenges in terms of connecting things to it. But once it's up and running, once I've automated a lot of things with it, it will be utterly amazing. And it looks freakishly cool. Yeah, I forgot to actually mention the Sony camera I got for, you know, yeah. these projects that we're actually doing now. I almost forgot about it by now because we haven't been using it lately. So it's it's the new Sony, you know, Alpha 61, 6100 um, camera. And Alexander? I've been struggling with that because I think the 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 thing that I must nominate is is not a super special thingy. Um, I, I got myself a new computer. I, I got one of the AMD systems and this is by far the most powerful machine that I've ever had. The, the damn thing has 16 CPUs. I mean, dude, I've never had more than six. So it, it's a pretty powerful thing. Did you get the 3950 or the 5950? The 5900. But did that have 16 cores? Wasn't it 12? So... This machine has 12 cores. I've never <laughs> had this many cores ever. In your face. I know my AMD, man. So it would seem. I just headbutted my microphone. <laughs> it hurts. And I think on that painful note, it is definitely time to end the show. Thank you for listening to Need Even Tech. If you have any feedback, questions, or would like to be part of an episode, 
please reach out to us on social media or via email at podcast at kneedeepintech.com. We will not be back next week. In fact, we won't be back ever in 2020. We're going to be back in 2021, and we have a lot of ideas and changes going forward. Uh, this we're, we're going to basically do Knee Deep in Tech uh, version 3. So stay tuned for that, and we'll see you on the other side. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Bye now.